Blog Talk Radio. Come 
every cricket fan round the world was a pleasure to see him bowl because he gave it all with his heart and soul so to every West Indian island we must sing out praise to this champion and say thanks to this Caribbean man come on brother give it up give it up for Courtney that great Caribbean man that brings so much pride to the region let us give it up give it up for Courtney we wish you long life good health and prosperity and your family Please, 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 please. 
situation where the two tests were actually drawn. And this is an amazing guest. We want to do an assessment of the performance of the West Indies side. And no doubt, this is going to generate a, a lot of discussion on Mason and guests. And we also heard that Calvin Hope and Anansanasi no longer in the race. So no challenge for Mr. Skerritt and Mr. Shallow. That meeting is to be uh, convened on April 11th, so all the hullabaloo all over, and uh, it's a situation where, um, I, I suppose Dr. Shallow can say that he's going to win the 12-12, oh really, because he actually predicted that that might have been the case, given 11-1, and he actually said 8-4, but then he said um, it could easily be, what, 10-2, uh, but uh, no need for those kind of calculations anymore. We want to congratulate Mr. Ricky Skerritt, who will continue for another two years along with his first officer, Dr. Kishore Shallow. Well, he's no first officer. He's actually the, the Dan Gorgon, as they were saying, the lead selector, Roger Harper, is already on Zoom, and we're happy to have him on the show this evening. A little bit later on, we also want to touch base with one two of the young cricketers. We hope to uh, talk to Kyle Mears and to Josh De Silva. Uh, Kyle is very much in us, and he's in quarantine. We hope to speak to him. We also hope to to Antigua to speak to Sir Curly Ambrose. And a little bit later on, we hope to uh, join Richard Prophet, who is the former uh, West Indies fast bowler. But without any further ado, 
Let me go to Georgetown, Diana. In fact, I was speaking to a very good friend yesterday, and they told me it was raining cats and dogs and pigs there. I wonder if uh, there's any sunshine, uh, of course, uh, as far as Roger Harper is concerned. But, Roger, good to have you very much uh, on Zoom, looking as young as ever after your trip there uh, to Antigua. My first question to you, Roger, were you happy with the overall effort of the West Indies side in the Test Series? Good evening to you, sir. Good evening, Andrew. Good evening to Dr. Ford. I trust he's there. And good evening to everyone. Yes, Andrew. Sorry, what was the question? Uh, were you happy with the overall effort in relation to the Test Series? I think, Andrew, overall, I think, yes, it was a very pleasing effort, I think, all round. You asked about the test series, but I'd say all round, because okay. we had a home series where we played uh, T20s, ODIs, and test cricket, and away with a series victory in the T20s, uh, a complete 3-0 uh, victory in the ODIs, and then, as much as we would have liked to have won those two test matches or at least won the series to come away with two draws, I think it's a positive. So I think we had a very good home series. And um, it was a performance that we can continue to build up. Mm-hmm. Were there any disappointments for you, Roger? Well, I don't think there were any disappointments. Of course, there are areas that we, we think we can improve on. Right, we can get better at and improve on. But um, I wouldn't say overall. When you look at the performance of the team as a whole, like I said, I think it was a pretty good home series. Mm-hmm. And when we look at the test matches, before Dr. Ford comes in with his first question, uh, the first test, uh, the West Indies bowled out um, uh, the Sri Lankans to 169. Then we couldn't uh, do too much with them in terms of the second innings. In fact, we were actually under a bit of pressure. I thought we batted well. We, we have avoided those collapses. And then in the second test, um, we weren't able to, to get the wickets uh, that we were hoping for. You, you reckon that when you look at the two test matches that we possibly could have uh, nipped a victory, Roger, in one? Well, I think um, we really lost an opportunity there in the first innings of the first test. Mm-hmm. Having dismissed Sri Lanka for a relatively low score, we really needed to build a big lead and apply the pressure to the Sri Lankans, but instead of a little over 100, I think it mm-hmm. was, mm-hmm. and then uh, we found ourselves, the pitch got very flat, and we found ourselves batting to save the game rather than really applying pressure to the Sri Lankans. So I thought really we lost an opportunity there by not being able to build a big first inning lead in that first test match, having bowl him out when the, the pitch had a little bit of moisture in it early on in that first innings and um, you know we bowled and managed to use that to our advantage but we didn't bat and take advantage of it so I think we let an opportunity slip away mm-hmm. however as you said the fact that we were able to bat out the fourth mm-hmm. innings for a draw is significant because I can't really tell the last time a West Indies test team was able to do that batting uh, Fourth in a in, in a in a test match to bat to out the the time for a draw, so that's significant. Mm. I agree with you, Roger. In fact, going into the last day, it was 34 for one, and on that last day of the first test, we only lost three wickets. I thought that was significant, um, and we we at least avoided those batting collapses, and I think that certainly 
a, a plus for the team. Dr. Ford, good evening to you, sir. Uh, good evening, Andrew, and good evening, uh, Roger and the listeners. Roger, congratulations. I think that Bangladesh and now Sri Lanka, the, the team has done well, and I'm sure the selector, it, it is a relief to to have a team that you have chosen perform and, you know, make happy about the selections that, that you made. Uh, we have had all the formats of cricket play. So I just want to ask you a few questions related to those formats and some of the players that were involved. So I'll start with the with the Wendell format and ask you about the status of uh, Sanil Narayan, who hasn't played for us for a long time, and your expectations for him, and also the the effort to get uh, Fidel Edwards and Chris Gale back into the white ball format. Do you think you need to give uh, Fidel and Gail, some more time, and what do you? What are your expectations for Sanel Narayan? Thank you, Dr. Ford. Good evening to you, too. Um, Sanel Narayan had indicated to us that he was not yet ready for the international scene. He was still in the process of fine-tuning his action, bowling action. He had some issues with that. He's in the process of fine-tuning that. So he was not ready for the international scene. So um, when he makes himself available for and thinks that he's ready for international cricket, we will then have to make a determination at that point. Um, Fidel Edwards and um, Chris Gale. I think um, as far as Chris Gale is concerned, you know, we had a number of of players who had been given an opportunity. I think they were unable to cement their place in the team. And uh, Chris Gale had performed very well in some in some leagues, high-profile leagues around the around the the world, and uh, it's an opportunity to have a look at him on the international scene as well. Regarding Fidel Edwards, now you remember um, O'Shane Thomas had been the sort of impact bowler, the sort of ninety-mile power plus bowler that we had in the squad, who had done very well in Sri Lanka, but he has not. Um, been at his best, and you know we needed someone who will have the same sort of impact and effect as O'Shane. That's what we were looking for, and he was the only one who's been around playing cricket for uh, in the region and playing at that pace. So that's the reason we went for Fidel, because Fidel might be, you know, getting on in age, but he's still uh, very fit and bowling um, pretty sharp. Okay. Um, as uh, sticking with the white ball uh, format, uh, Akhil Hussein was one of the standout uh, spinners that we saw in that format. And of course, you did have the newcomer uh, Sinclair, as well as the all-rounder Allen. Um, Hayden Hayden Walsh had contracted COVID on his way to his last assignment, and he didn't get a chance to show what he can do. What? What is the status of, of Mr. Walsh, and what are your thoughts about him in the in the White House setup? Mr. Walsh, I, I think, has fully recovered, and he is still, in our thoughts, still being considered. It's an opportunity to have a look at some of the other guys, you know, in this tournament and as we go forward. Um, I think uh, a leg spin at the top of his game could be a wicket-taking asset, so we still... Um, Seriously considering Mr. Walsh. 
Okay, uh, to, to switch formats now to the, to the red ball format, um, Ralston Chase, Shimron Hetmeyer, Shamar Brooks, Darren Bravo, how were you able to, to make that decision based on recent form and experience? How, how did you and your group come up with the final selection when you considered those players? So based on the performance of the players in on the recent tour prior to the Sri Lanka home series, that would have been in Bangladesh. You know, certain places we were convinced were, you know, players had earned the right to continue in those positions. And uh, and based on the performances in the home series, I think you certainly think that yes, that's that was the case. I think there were a couple of positions where we had question marks about. And um, having a look at players, too, again, in the, the best versus best uh, series and also taking uh, experience and that sort of thing into consideration, we went for, again, for, you know, the position was one that was in question and the number three spot. We opted to go with, with the incumbent again in Campbell and also with Bravo. Those were the spots that, you know, were sort of open, so to speak. Okay, but you you know that Bravo had a, a horrid uh, two years, and even in the best of the best, he, he underperformed. His, his one performance was in the white ball format. Um, so how are you able to to put him ahead of, let's say, a Shamar Brooks or a Shamron Hetmeyer, who had better results over the the same two-year period of activity? Well, Shamron had my, uh, sorry, you think Shamron had my better results over the same two-year of activity? Well, I, I say that Darren had such a, a bad time. I think he averaged around 11 that um, the, the time Shamron, Shamron made batted in that position or, or higher up or, or certainly um, Shamar Brooks had uh, bet more runs over that period of time. And also, um, Darren didn't do very well in the best of the best. Uh, I'm just trying to understand if you went with experience versus performance, because based on performance, it's hard to, to really, you know, make, make, come to such a conclusion. Well, there were a number of things that came into that were taken into consideration for that uh, election. You're speaking of two years, but I think, um, you know, performance really was not about the two years was leading up to, to that tournament. What had gone on before, just prior, and what had, you know, had taken into before. And those things were taken into consideration, and the panel opted to go for, for Darren Bravo. Um, you said that Darren Bravo didn't perform very well in the best versus best game. But but I think the outstanding performance in that game would, would really have been capable from a batting perspective if, mm. it, if you're talking about the players that were selected. So, you know, those were things. And, and of course, prior to that, we had the Super 50 to go on as well. Mm-hmm. So white ball does have... Which, of course, which of course is a different format. But still, yeah. something that we can look at and Get a feel for for the player. Okay, before I'll just say that uh, 
an individual having uh, a break of over a year and then having difficulty performing in the almost a year plus after, it, it's difficult for me to, unless you're going to say that you're going on the, on the um, career stats before, it's hard for me to see it, but but I'll go on to another um, area. Let's look now at the more red ball. Let's look at the at the at Puran Hope Dorich, who is hurt. Hamilton uh, by the squad and reserve to deduce that Hamilton is thought of as being the the second best um, option for keeping if Dorich isn't available. Sorry, you mentioned Puran, Hope, and Dowrich. What's the relevance? Sorry. Oh, we're talking about red ball options, so I'm I'm looking at uh, the possibilities as a reserve when you pick the the red ball squad. So I'm I'm asking you if Hamilton is in the eyes of of the selectors, since Dowrich may still be be injured, when you consider uh, other individuals that can keep wickets. And back, it's, it is thought that Hamilton is the second best keeper outside of the silver and Dowrich. Like you say, um, Dowrich was considered at this point. And at, this, at that point, yes, we thought Hamilton would be the, the, the best person to fill that position if required. Okay. Um, I, 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 I just want to uh, go back a little bit to... Uh, the whole question of the, the white ball. Um, my, my question, uh, before you come back uh, to Roger, do you have Fidel Edwards, uh, Christopher Gale, and Dwayne Bravo in long-term plans? Long-term? What's long-term? I think we're preparing for a World Cup. And um, as we go forward, mm-hmm. we're trying to identify what we think our best what is what our best 11 is mm-hmm. and the best combination of players. Mm-hmm. So, like we said, we weren't absolutely sure that we had nailed down all those positions. So, we have to look at those players as we go towards that World Cup. So, then I can deduce from what you're saying that uh, it's not long term. You do have them in your plans in relation to short term planning. Then. Andrew, as I said, it was an opportunity to look at those players and decide if. <laughs> You know, if they would be the best players for us to go forward with. All right. No, no. Now, what's the latest on Shane Dowridge? Um, he's, as far as I've, I'm aware, I haven't heard anything different that he's ready to return to the fold yet. Mm-hmm. Have you spoken to him at all, Roger, in recent times? No, I haven't spoken to Shane in recent times. Okay. And what about Kimo Paul, your, your fellow countryman? How is he doing? Well, I'm awaiting a report from Kimo as well. Okay, you're awaiting the report. No, I just want to get to some of the specifics in relation to how the team performed. You, you said you were happy overall, and they asked you the question about disappointments. But um, when I look at the stats, Roger, are, are you a little bit concerned, though, that Gabriel with the ball 48 overs and two balls, nine minutes, and picked up one wicket in two test matches for 146 runs. Are you, are you concerned? Well, Andrew, I, you know, every time we talk about team bowlers, we always talk about Gabriel. 
you know, I always hear people talking about Gabriel's lack of fitness. Mm. But, you know, no one looks at the amount of overs he bowls. No one looks at the pace he bowls back. Mm. No one looks at the impact that he has and takes all and take all these things into consideration. Right. Now, I was a little disappointed with Gabriel's performance in the first innings of the first set. Right. Right? However, when you look at the production of the seamers on those surfaces, you would realize that a lot of the fast bowlers didn't have a great amount of success. Mm-hmm. Right? In addition... While Gabriel may have had one wicket, he took take into consideration the chances that he created as well that went down. Mm-hmm. Right? So I think those are the things that we need to, to consider as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I still look at someone like Gabriel and over the past three series, I think that he has had somewhere in excess of 15 to 17 chances that have been put down off his bowling. Mm-hmm. So these are things that we must consider as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. All right. So, so I I think that um, his performance in the first innings of the first test match was not really up to par. But after that, I thought he he ran in. Mm-hmm. Um, f- feel free, um, callers. Um, you, you can send me a WhatsApp at two five three four six seven nine. And if there are any questions for the lead selector, Roger Harper, we want to thank you, Roger. For making yourself available. Um, just before we move from Gabriel, though, um, workload is a concern for me because when you look at um, Gabriel, who was um, injured just before we went to England for about six months, um, he picked up nine wickets. Andrew, 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 let me stop you there, please. Yes. That is the misconception. Gabriel was not injured before he went to. He was rehabilitating. He was coming back from an mm. ankle operation. Okay. He did not go to the to play against Afghanistan. He right. had that operation, mm-hmm. and he was recovering. He was rehabilitating and regaining his fitness. So just to make sure we have that absolutely correct. There's no problem at all, Roger. Make the mistake of saying that he was injured. Okay. Please. Fine. Fine. Okay. I'm. I'm. I'm going to reduce. I'm going to take out the word injured, but it still does not weaken the point that I think that we need to look at his workload, and I think it is something that has to be taken into account because when you look at the returns after he performs in the first test, we saw it in the series against England. Um, we saw it when he went to um, New Zealand and particularly in the, the, in the last test against Bangladesh. Now, on reflection, it might not have been a good day idea, Roger, to have played him in the uh, second test match against Sri Lanka. You agree with that? So, what happened on the tour of Bangladesh? What are we talking about here, Roger? Uh, are, are, are we talking about... I, I asked a specific question in well, relation I, to I, Sri Lanka. I'm trying to answer your question specifically, but I want to get a better understanding. You're asking about his workload. Yes. He played two consecutive test matches in Bangladesh. Yes. What happened there? Now... I think um, having not right. been Bangladesh, so I don't think two test matches is tremendous workload, mm-hmm. right? And considering the amount of overs that he, he bowled, I don't think so at all. What a number of players complained of, however, mm-hmm. the heaviness of the outfield of the of Sir Richards ground, mm-hmm. you know, very sandy on the foot, and, and the heaviness of the outfield, so they, they, they're having heavy legs. You'll remember, and I think there's a lot of people asking about my holder, right? Right. He suffered a leg strain as well, and 
I think um, they were complaining of the heaviness of the outfield as well. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it has anything to do with, with, with say, his workload as such. Mm-hmm. But, 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 Roger, have you, looked, but have you looked at this stats in the last four series that he's played after he's played the first test? I have looked at his stats. Uh, and and I are you chances I have considered okay. also the amount of chances okay. Okay, that have been put down off his bowling. Okay. You see, Andrew, when we look at these things, you gotta look at not just the details we want to see. You have to look at all the details. Well well you you only right? bowl, you... like I said like I said, mm-hmm. you know, over the last three series from England to New, New Zealand, Zealand Bangladesh, Bangladesh and here and in excess of seventeen chances have been put down off his of his bowling at least. Mm-hmm. All right, okay, well, we, we, we leave it there. When we needed him to bowl in the last day, only five overs were actually bowled. And I, I'm concerned because England does it, uh, Roger. Um, they, they did, and, and, and remember, uh, Gabriel is now, what, 32 going to 33. And, and you have a situation in England where you've got Anderson and, and company, and these guys, you know, they, they mounted the workload. And maybe going forward is something that I believe that you've got to look at. No, in relation... Okay. I agree, some- that we have to consider. Good. We have to take all things into consideration, of right. course. Right. All right. right. So we will consider it. Thank you very much, Roger. Um, okay, stay with us, Roger. Always a pleasure to have you. Um, we're going to take a break. When we come back, I want to look at Alzari Joseph. We want to look at the performance of, of Cornwall as well. And, you know, we also looked uh, critically at the opening position. This is why I asked you the question about disappointment, because Campbell continues to be a bit of a worry, and Zachwood. But, of course, we'll continue to have our discussion with the lead selector, Roger Harper, after a commercial break. Mission is brought to you in association. And of course, if you're out of Barbados, it's 1246. We've got uh, the lead selector, Roger Harper, out of Guyana. Good to have him on the show looking back at the series that went by just a couple days ago. In fact, it ended on Good Friday. Rather strange to be watching cricket. (laughs) <laughs> or actually listed on the Good Friday. I don't know that that's ever happened before, but it was rather strange that morning to be able to, you know, to get up and, and watch cricket or, or even listen on Good Friday. But, Roger, let's go now to Alzari Joseph. Are you happy with the way he's uh, performing? Well, Alzari, you know, is a player that we think has a lot of talent, a lot of potential, and I think we're looking for him to step into that role of the lead fast bowler as a young man. You know, step into the role of the lead fast bowler. I'm looking forward to him taking his first five wicket haul. Mm. So, you know, we really need him to step up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, let's quickly go to, to Campbell. Um, we, we look at the stats quickly. Doesn't inspire confidence. You've uh, placed a lot of emphasis on him. When he went to England in the three um, test matches he played, he made only 80 runs. And in fact, in the two 
Um, and in, in fact, the two test matches, where's Campbell? I can hardly find him, Roger. 68 runs, 42 highest, averaging 17. Are you, are you worried about uh, our good friend from Jamaica, Mr. Campbell? The opening partnership is a concern. Mm-hmm. And I think it has been a concern for a while. It really was pleasing to see the captain getting some big scores. But still, you know, we need the partnership on the whole to be very solid and do its job. So, yes, of course, that's a concern. Mm-hmm. Well, We're delighted to see mm-hmm. Campbell applying himself being a lot more patient, but we need some more positive returns. Mr. Harper, how do you propose to deal with the problem? You've admitted that there's a problem in relation to the opening position. How do you propose to deal with that problem, Mr. Harper? Well, it is something that we're looking at, and we're looking at what our best option would be. Unfortunately, Andrew, you're not available, so we're looking at our best <laughs> hey, option. Dr. Ford is, though. Dr. Ford is, though. We will have to... <laughs> Well, we won't go that far. But, um, He's won before the roller. Yes, we're looking at, uh, as, with, as with every position, mm-hmm. we will look at what we think our best option is, consider them, and we make our decisions. But at the moment, you will realize that from a red ball perspective, we do not have a lot of openers who are really knocking down the door in mm-hmm. terms of performance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, uh, it's that we're really uh, keeping a keen eye on. Mm-hmm. Um, the decision to bring back Shea Hope, as you know, he performed not, he wasn't good at all, and he actually was left out. What would have been the thinking to bring back Shea Hope, and how, how has he performed? Um, certainly, in terms of the stats, pretty good. And would you consider him possibly to play test cricket soon? Sorry, Andrew, I'm a little, I'm a little to bring back Shea Hope. Shea Hope was never left out of the white ball squad. Shea Hope has been our, our most consistent white ball batsman. Well, I'm talking about so test we cricket. Did not bring I, I'm, back. I'm, I, I, well, I'm talking about test we cricket. You know not, that, too. We did not bring back Shea Hope for the white ball series. Okay, fair enough. Fair he enough. more or less took up his, his cemented place and continued mm. his good run of performance right. in the white ball format. Right. In the ODI. Mm. You know, we played him all 11 match. He opened the innings there and he got a score. So, as well, you know, we're, we're taking that into consideration. Mm. Well, well, Ezra Stroke, the noted journalist who I'm sure is listening to the show, was very upset that Jamar Hamilton um, is the reserve when you got somebody to share hope. Now, after performing so well in the ODIs, would you not have given some consideration to share hope to play test cricket? Andrew, we, we give a lot of consideration to it. Mm. So the answer is yes, then. We give a lot of consideration. <laughs> All right. Dr. Ford. Okay. Um, well, well, we did get to, did we hear about, uh, we heard about Alzari already. Um, let's look at some, some other fast bowlers. Um, Obed McCoy, John Harding, who went to England, uh, Thomas Shepard, Jaden Seals. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Jaden Seals made a tour. Yeah. Uh, for development and he came back here and he was also with the team for developmental reasons. Uh, what message do you think that may send to other 
aspiring young bowlers who aren't afforded the same opportunity. Does that is is that something you've spoken to the the cadre of youngsters that have abilities in the same area? Well, Doctor Ford, you would have noticed that Jaden Fields was a net bowler and therefore developmental purposes. He was not a reserve. Mm-hmm. That in itself makes a distinction. Right? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just thinking, um, thinking him out in a way that is uncommon for West Indies cricket for, for two tours. I mean, it is a bit, a bit odd. And I'm, I'm just saying there are many people that may be developing and maybe net bowlers but do you are you afraid that maybe that may be misconstrued well um dr ford I, I i don't think so i think as a young player who uh the, the potential in him has been recognized it's an opportunity to see whether we can really bring that out and have to take his game forward considering the potential that he has I remember a number of players also had the opportunity to go to England, played in the first class season, go to England and that sort of thing. With this being COVID time, just an opportunity that has been taken. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a lot of the bowlers that you were talking about also were involved in the Super 50. They played in the best the best game as well. Okay. Um, okay, well, there, there is a, a feeling among the the general cricketing public that maybe individuals that didn't make the the red ball tour to Sri Lanka may have been somewhat disenfranchised when compared to those who may not have made the, the white ball tour. Um, what do you say to people who who think like that? Well, uh, Dr. Ford, I'd ask them to to show me that a little clearer so I can get a better understanding. Mm. You know, present me some stats and show me where you think we may have, you know, done something that, you know, wasn't, wasn't really right. Because we may look at it from a different perspective. Mm. Maybe you may want to give me some examples. Well, um, let's look at the, we, we were talking about the Red Ball tour. We, we look at, uh, it's unfortunate that, that I'm going to choose a Barbadian uh, example, being Barbadian, mm-hmm. uh, but we, we looked at a, at a Ralston Chase who, who can't make a, a 13, mm-hmm. and uh, we may also look at what has happened to, to a leader that doesn't make a tour for the red ball versus a leader that doesn't make a tour for the white ball. And we could we could cite a few others, but it's just I'm just asking you to pacify individuals who may think like that. Doctor Ford, when we selected the team, as I said on numerous occasions before, I thought the guys that went to Bangladesh earned the right to play in the series at home, right, based on their performance in their respective positions. It's as simple as that. When okay. we sat down to select the squad and mm-hmm. the team, you know, we looked at the performance of the players that went on the tour of Bangladesh, mm-hmm. who became the incumbent, right? And we looked at the players who were competing for those positions, and we chose the players based on their performance 
in the last series. Okay. Um, well, I the well, let's let's go back to um, the white ball uh, one day series. We had, uh, I think, Phillips being drafted in to the squad, and and I think he played one uh, right away. Yeah. yeah. But in the wings, we made another player that could also bowl steam up that wasn't chosen. Like, like who? Um, not? What? There. I mean, I know Kyle is there. I don't want to single out Kyle. I know Kyle mm. was in that mm. in that squad as well. Mm. But um, what do you think of of that decision, Roger? I'm not quite sure what the question is, though. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, an individual who wasn't got added and played right away while some individuals who were already in the squad didn't make the cut. Uh, We weren't Mm. told that there was a... I'm not not sure exactly what you're asking me. Because in any squad... Andrew can... Let me answer your question this way. Yes. If, If we need an opening batsman... Right. And the person the squad is an opening fast bowler. We're not going to play him instead of the op- of bringing in an opening <laughs> batsman. Okay. Uh, well, in- that's an interesting answer. Um, I hope that answers your question. Okay, but don't just before you go on. Just before you go on, um, you're Roger. I hope you stay with us. I know that you you indicated that um, that you were going to spend half an hour, but you got Justice Silver and Kyle Mears on Zoom, and I'm sure you would want to um, to stay with us. So please, Roger. No, uh, no, 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 no. I will not want to. I will not want to interact. With no, 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 no. Not at all. Oh, no, no, not, a, not, not at all. Not at all, Roger. Not, not at all. So we, we're going to allow you to go very, very, very soon. But let me say to you that I support uh, Roger the decision to bring in um, Philip in the side. I've seen him bowl. You know, I'm big on on fellas with a bit of pace. He's got ability, and I like Jaden Seals. I like Shamal Hold. I did not agree with you, Roger, in relation to Bangladesh. I believe a boo-boo was made to pick um, Shamal Holder in the ODI squad, having performed, uh, looked so impressive in the uh, match that he played in New Zealand. I felt he should have been in the test squad. Um, so I, 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 I would say to you that I was a little surprised that you would have gone that route. Um, but I would say but to Andrew, you... Out of the- Yes, yes, Roger. Andrew, we had, we had a discussion about this already. Yes. You know, if we had picked the squad to go to England yes. and picked in bowlers who had the most wickets in the squad because they, in the, in the, for the championship, because they had the most wickets, we would have been told that, you know, England suits fast bowling. Mm. So you don't need to carry so many spinners. Right. Yet, we picked a squad with more spinners in it that went to Bangladesh. Mm. The squad was successful. The spinners took 75% of the wickets for the team. Yes. And still, 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 I don't know on what ground we're hearing that you should have carried more fast bowling. But, 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 but hold on, considering Roger. That, considering that, considering that, if we have two spinners in your squad. Right. In your team, in your 11, and one gets injured, then you need to have a spinner who can come in and replace them. Right, right. 
in the following match. Right. Right? So mm-hmm. that is why you have you had more spinners. Mm. I'm still hearing you hearing, which I'm trying to work out, that your spinners took seventy five percent of the wickets on the tour and you're still hearing that he should have carried more fast bowling. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear anyone say he should have carried more spin bowling to England. Mm-hmm. Right. So it doesn't make sense to me. No, I don't. But no, no, Roger. No, Roger. Um, on what basis would you have carried seals to, to New Zealand? What basis would we have carried seals to New Zealand? To New Zealand, we carried a test squad mm-hmm. of 15. Right. We carried some reserve players. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And we carried Jaden Seals for development okay, purposes. Okay, fine. So, so could you not have carried a holder for development purposes too? That the, the, the squad to Bangladesh, you would know that that squad <laughs> to Bangladesh, you didn't have reserve players. Okay, all right, okay. Right? The budget was very tight. Okay, the budget was very tight. The lead selector did not even make that trip right. because they had to wrap up the security measures right. as well as the medical support. Right. So you had a doctor on the tour, you had a security officer on the tour. Right. Right, so the league selected didn't even make that trip. There were no reserve players. Mm. Right, Andrew? Stay with but us, I Roger. Hope that, I hope that now you... No, 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 no but, but, but Roger, no, no, I, I, I don't agree with you at all. I, I, I don't agree with you at all I, I, in relation to Shema Holder. Anyone who saw Shema Holder bowl in New Zealand would have carried him in the test squad, you could, in the test squad to Bangladesh. Shamal Holder well, is the most impressive maybe I, maybe. young fast bowler in, in, in the region. And you know what we did to Shamar? We, we played Shamar in the, the ODI squad, dropped him. Then Barbados, in my view, right, brought him. You have a situation where he became a, 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 a bowler in the 35th over, bowling with long off and on and covering extra cover in the boundary. Anyway, I don't want to get into that argument anymore, Roger. Please stay with us. I just want to um, say, say hello to Josh De Silva and to Camires. Uh, Josh, how are you, my friend? You're looking as slim as ever. Um, no, I'm quarantined from doing that slowly, but not from just camera. Playing some tricks. <laughs> I'm going to oh, Good. Where are you exactly? I'm in Cape Hop Hotel by the Savannah. In- and how long are you going to be there before you go home to see your mom and your dad? Um, about five more days. So, days. so overall, it was what though? How many how many days do you have to quarantine? Seven days in a hotel seven. and seven days home. Oh dear, oh dear. And Kyle, well, where are you? Uh, you, you're on the on the south coast, right, Kyle? Yeah, I'm going to South Hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you must. You can't wait to see your daughter. Yeah, I can't wait to see my both of my children. Oh, Okay, um, fair enough. Right, right, fair enough. All right, uh, Roger, um, stay with us. I'm not going to allow you to interact. Of course, we're going to have just a, one or two more questions for you. But uh, let, let's start with you, Kyle, first of all. Are you happy with your performances against Bangladesh? Bangladesh, of course. Um, I thought that was my first tour, and I did pretty well. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, now we come, of course, I said that because we, you know what we did in terms of the, the double century. What about Sri Lanka? Um, satisfied. Not over the moon. I mean, I had some good opportunities to get some big scores, obviously. Um, as I said in previous interviews, still learning the game, still learning my game. So thankful for the start, but honestly, 
would love to push on and get some some bigger totals. Why do you think though that you're getting the forty and the fifty and getting out? What's going on there, um, young young Mirzi? Probably after you knew I won't get the forties or the fifties, <laughs> but I guess it's just a matter of um, trying to stay in the game as long as possible. Right. Um, I believe at any time, any any ball, any over a batsman can be out. I just don't think about being or getting out. Mm-hmm. So for me to stay as focused as possible, mm-hmm. I'll probably make some better decisions. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. When the innings I played, um, caught three times behind. Obviously, that's something I got to look at going forward. Mm-hmm. And try to work out my game as, as I want. Mm-hmm. Do you like batting at four? Uh, mm-hmm. It was different. Um, the only team I ever bought at four four was Skeleton, um, mm-hmm. my club team in Barbados. Um, a different challenge, obviously. You, you get into face, fresh bowlers, harder ball, no ball. Um, it wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say love behind there more than behind at five or six, but it's a new challenge, and this is something that I have to do going forward. I mean, I will accept and try to be best mm-hmm. I can be. What's your preferred position? I'm like a somebody in the art of five, five, six, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. obviously, but uh, my profession over the last year and a half, so being able to score runs and stuff, um, obviously get pushed push further up the art and stuff, um, mm-hmm. which is not a problem, as I said before. Mm-hmm. It's just something new to me. Um, just try to go get accustomed to it as fast as possible mm-hmm. uh, and work it out. Mm-hmm. Doc, just before you come in, um, Roger, we're going uh, to ask you just a couple more questions because I know you've got to go very soon and look after that. All those properties that I understand you've got there in Georgetown. I understand you own lots of real estate in Georgetown and we want you to, to go and look after it. Um, but, but Josh, um, in terms of your performances against um, Sri Lanka in two matches, um, 67 runs, has a 46, and you're keeping. Were you, were you happy with the returns? Josh? Okay, my role that I've been playing are just be, be the, the middle of the, from the batsman to the bowler, so try and get around as long as I can, um, bat as many balls as I can. Um, a bit disappointed with a few short selections I made, um, but uh, I've learned from it hopefully in the future and progress that 40 onto 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was happy with the not out, so that was that was a good sign. And the keeping was good, just that one blemish I had, but mm-hmm. overall, I find um, I had a good team with the gloves as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're happy with your keeping? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. Um, Mr. Ford, any questions for the young ones? Then we're going to come back to, of course, uh, Roger and, and wrap it up so he can uh, uh, leave us. Uh, we really want to thank you, of course, Roger. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, yes, Doc, any questions for Josh or to Kyle? Well, I'd like to congratulate the two young men and wish them all the best as they continue their fledgling careers and, and work to become, uh, you know, world-rated in their in their various positions. Uh, Kyle, watching you bat, you seem to have all the shots. You you seem comfortable on the front foot. You were able to cut and pull and poke. But then one of your innings, uh, you seem to have been mm-hmm. conflicted as to whether to to pull or to hook. And, and some of the television commentators are a bit uh, worried and, and, and 
they, they seem to think that it's a weakness in your batting. How do you perceive your approach to the short ball? Um, first of all, I don't really watch the comments or really all the comments from the commentators. Previously in the last series in Bangladesh, I kind of bat spin, according to some of the commentators. Oh, so, yeah. um, me personally, um, you talk about the last innings of I played against Sri Lanka, which was a four-day pitch. Um, but I with the skipper thought that the, the bounce was not very even. Um, it was up and down. Um, so it was kind of hard to to duck. So mm-hmm. in a sense where you you might see a sharp ball, you might try to get on the right, the ball might keep a little low. So I, I chose the option of pulling, watching balls as long as I could um, and taking on the bowler. Um, I any day... I can't say all my shots were controlled, but the positivity and the intent that I went with, I guess, worked out for me. Um, instead of trying to be, you know, the other way, defensive, probably trying to take some of my body or whatever the case may be. No other ways that it could have been done. I chose that way, and that's my way, counterattacking, and it worked out very well for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh, in the second test, you, you may have been challenged more than you have been in your career. You you didn't mention the the wicket keeping, uh the one wicket keeping uh you know problem that you had. But contrasting the two innings, the second innings uh saving the match, twenty not out. The first inning was much more labored than your usual approach. You you had a chance and you stayed there for a long time but you were only able to get that single you seemed really disappointed when you got out. What how do you feel in that first inning of the second test compared to all the other innings that you played mm-hmm. in test cricket, because that seemed to be so different mm-hmm. to your regular innings. What was happening there? Um, well, I guess that when I when I came in, I was looking a bit comfortable against the spins. They decided to bring on Chamira uh, instantly, and he pitched a few up, and then he realized he wasn't getting anything, so he decided that he was going to try a short ball plan. Um, so um, again, at me for because he got me out in the first test that way. So, um, I just wanted to try and leave as many balls as I could, get under as many balls as I could. Um, and then I saw an opportunity to, to back punch one through the covers and probably because of all those short balls, I was probably a little like the ball and just went with hands instead of feet um, as well. So, um, But no, it, it happens. That's how it goes. And it was a long innings. I batted some balls, so that's a little bit more time the game, but not, not very happy with making one at all. Have to get a chance with the DRS. Okay, so, so how, how do you assess your development as a test player, you know, in your second series after uh, filling in a match before? How, how do you think you're doing as a weightkeeper? I think I'm doing a pretty good job um, personally. Um, just need to shop the skills, continue working on and shots and expanding my game as much as possible and continue to work with the gloves and keep working on my fitness. That's the, that's the most I do, but I think I'm doing a pretty okay job. Some people feel that you are good enough to be a top six batsman. Mm-hmm. Um, is that you've considered? Uh, some have even postulated uh, being at the top of the order or, or being at six. How do you view that suggestion? Um, I'm comfortable to, to bat six, seven. I've opened a batting before. Wherever the team needs me to bat, um, once given the opportunity, I'll put my best foot forward and always try my best for the team. So it's it's a preference, not really. Wherever the team needs me, I'll go and put my best foot forward. 
I, I just just want to conclude with Roger. Um, Roger, um, before you go, uh, the performance of Jason Holder good in relation to uh, his bowling. He picked up seven wickets, 70 overs and four balls, 16 minutes, 130 runs, best of five for 27. And in the area of batting, in the two test matches, 138 runs, 71 is half, and the average 69. Uh, you must have been quite happy with the performance of Jason Holder. Yes, Andrew. I thought that um, Jason was, you know, performed very well. He set the five-wicket haul in the first test match, mm-hmm. in the first innings, and of course the 70 yard not out in the last innings as well. So I think, um, you know, but even more than his performance was the way he went about his business. I think he, from you know, watching him in the nets and on the field, you always heard him encouraging the the players trying to lift the guys and keep them you know, uh, really in high spirits and running in and in the next two he's alive. So I think that, you know, he's really um, handled things very well in exemplary fashion and continue to be the sort of leader we know mm-hmm. that um, someone with his experience can be and is important to the team. Um, um, how difficult it was to, to make the, the, the shift from hold as the captain? Decision that took a lot of thought a lot of deliberation, mm-hmm. you know, but I think um, the sort of spirit that we saw in Bangladesh, mm-hmm. it, the performance, of course, you know, made a big difference, but the sort of spirit, the sort of fight, the sort of determination we saw in that team, we wanted that to continue. So that really influenced our decision. Now, in terms of the current captain, happy with Craig Braffitt's captaincy in the series against Franco? Uh, Certainly. I that um, Craig has done a, a good job in this series. I think uh, the pitch, as we know, has been very flat. You saw from Craig his, his willingness to try different things. Mm-hmm. You know, willingness not just to sit back, willingness to try things to and create um, opportunities. And uh, that's a positive going forward. And I think uh, with Craig as well, you know, you get a lot more of the team. We've seen a lot more of the team uh, involved and really supporting. Mm-hmm. Roger, there, there have been several WhatsApp messages coming in. Of course, whenever you are on the show, the ratings go up. I'm sure there's about 25 million people who may want to sponsor the show if you continue to be on it. But someone is saying, inform Mr. Harper that Latmel of Sri Lanka bowled on the same tracks. And Mr. Harper should stop looking for frivolous excuses. Roger, that's for you. Where's the question, Andrew? Well, in fact, in fact, I, I, well, well, I mean, do you really want to go on and say any home team should dominate a weak team like Sri Lanka? So I don't know what he's keeping noise about. Where's the question, Andrew? Well, 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 well I can say, they're saying here that Latmal, who picked up 11 wickets, did he? Let's double check his performances. The pitches were pretty dead, and you were defending... Um, Gabriel, who only picked up one wicket, and they're saying that on the pitches that Lackmill looked always a threat and Gabriel didn't. You want to respond to that, Roger? Well, I think Lackmill bowls very well. Lackmill does a little bit with the ball in the air. And I think bowlers that swing the ball, mm-hmm. you know, create a different challenge and take the, the pitch itself, you know, doesn't matter as much. 
And um, I remember Ivan Khan getting elected in a test match at Border. Yes, yes. And yes. our great. Do you remember that? I, I was there. I, I was I was doing college I, in 1988. Really, really, Andrew. I don't remember anyone questioning the quality of our great fast bowling quartet then. Mm-hmm. Right. So my point is that Lachman <laughs> bowled very well. Yes. He worked very hard. He did a bit in the air with the ball. You know, and he got some results. So all I'm saying is that, you know, the pitch didn't really offer that much for our bowlers, who tend to hit the deck a bit more than do much with it in the air. At the same time, all the Sri Lankan fast bowlers didn't have outstanding um, results. No. Right? We had um, Kima Roach on this series who had some nine wickets. Right. As well, he was our leading bowler. And like you said, Jason took, um, you know, five wicket hauls in the first test. So, there you go. Uh, would, would Lachman have been your man of the match, uh, man of the series, Roger? I think, I think, um, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, for his performance in every test match, you know, the way he's gone about his business, yeah. Mm. I um, was quite comfortable with that decision. Well, I'm asking, because Holder did pretty well, you know, in the two matches, 138, 78, important runs, remember that? And in terms of his bowling, um, he picked up seven wickets for 130 runs, best of five for 27. So Holder must have been pretty close as well with his overall performances. I would like to think he was in serious contention as well, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but you would but have I can't really, but, but, I can't but, complain about the choice of Lackmouth. So, so Roger Harper would have given it to Lackmouth. I cannot complain about the choice of last month. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. Now, just before you go, Roger, it's always a pleasure to have you. I know with interest that there's been a change in administration in Guyana, and you are now the technical advisor. Is that a big job, Roger, that you're getting there in Guyana? Talk to me. Well, the role is yet to be defined to me. So as soon as I know, Andrew, I'll inform you. Okay, but, but there is a role for you. Exactly. I'll inform you exactly what my remit is. Okay. And, and you're happy with the change, of course. Um, finally. Well, I look, I look forward to, to some 10 years mm-hmm. of a lot of huge question marks over the administration of Cricket and forward to moving forward, mm-hmm. you know, in good stead. Final question for me. I know Dr. Ford a question so many WhatsApp messages, but of course you've got to go. What is the next assignment for the cricketers, Roger? Well, we know that um, South Africa is due in the Caribbean in June. Right. And the plans leading to that we are, are still being formulated. Mm. What do you mean by that, Roger? Well, um, you would realize that we haven't gone into the, the four-day championship. So the plans leading up to that series in terms of getting our players prepared and ready for that series will have to be formulated and put together. So, so, you, so you're expecting a four-day tournament. My understanding is it's going to be at the end of April. I told you anything, Roger? Andrew, what I said was that you would have realized that we have not gone into the four-day championship. Mm. So we have to put some plans together mm. to prepare us for the South African series here at home. Mm-hmm. I see. All right. Uh, any final questions, Dr. Ford, for your good friend, Roger Harper? Uh, Roger, getting back to the the Ghana and if you 
the formulated board. Uh, do you perceive that this is the end of the saga or mm -hmm. will we be having more legal maneuvers and continued confusion in Ghana? Dr. Ford, <laughs> I can't answer that question except to say that I hope that we can move forward now with alacrity and with, you know, a board that is legally constructed and with the best interest of at heart. Final, f final, final comment from you, Roger. What do you have to say to the people of the Caribbean? Um, you have a situation where the guys went to Bangladesh, they won, and against the Sri Lanka side, they didn't win in terms of the test matches, but of course, in the ODIs and the T20s, they won. Um, what do you have to say to the people of the region before you go? That I think as a cricketing fraternity as a West Indies team. Mm -hmm. We are working hard to build on the, certainly the test match performances from Bangladesh and we're working hard to take West Indies cricket forward and I think the, the players are putting in the work. You know, they're, they're making the right strides and we look forward to doing just that and making our supporters and our fans in the region and around the world proud. Mm -hmm. Roger, it's a pleasure having you um, all a pleasure to have you as lead selector. I want you to enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you very much, Andrew. All right, good. All right, we're gonna we're gonna good, pause. Good evening to good, all. Good evening to you. Well, we're gonna pause for a business call. When we come back, let's open the lines. Forty-four one seven ninety. Uh, Anthony Gray um, has has joined us, and Dominic Warren, of course, uh, the commercial director there, has joined us as well. We hope a little bit later on to touch base with Richard Prof Edwards. But of course, Mason and Guest is brought to an association. Very good friends at Bobbins, starting promoting youth sport and culture. Running low on phone credit? Top up your phone at any Barbados lottery agent and stay connected with your friends and family. Topping up with the Barbados lottery is convenient. Yes, uh, we waiting to rejoin Mason and Guest. Yeah, we're looking for Lara. Lara, Lara, Lara. You know who is Lara? Who is in the West Indian side? The person who was supposed to captain the side at Sabina Park, largely as a tribute to uh, his unquestioned greatness. Who is in the West Indian side? The person who was supposed to captain the side at Sabina Park, largely as a tribute to uh, his unquestioned greatness as a cricketer, was George Hedley. Mm -hmm. And he fell ill. And the local feeling he was that he was right. to replace. Oh.
but technically he was coming off of an injury. Mm-hmm. And you were correct in what you said. Mm-hmm. But he tried to dipsy-doodle around the situation. He had an injury, despite where he, where he collected, and then he get, get himself back, and I think you said that they were overworking him, mm-hmm. right? Now, the other bit, I have recognized that where Australia and England are concerned, that only top people are in the uh, who dispenses the selection process of cricket within these countries. And this is why Australia and England does so well. But here in the Caribbean, a lot of the persons who would have done well in cricket have not been given that opportunity mm-hmm. to perform. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a long time before we can get into five and four if we do not change that pattern. Mm-hmm. Now, when we are jumping up about, about uh, Bangladesh, it was nine, nine times. Mm-hmm. It was not nine mm-hmm. playing four or three mm-hmm. that you got you beat to love. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm, I'm a little... Uh, I'm a little surprised. I'd like to congratulate uh, Kyle uh, and the way he's going about his game, and yes. I'm sure he will come. He will, he will get better. But, but I think he's he's a fine little big keeper in the, in the making. I, I realize that my boy is going to find it very difficult now to get back into the best. Who, who's your boy? I'm a Barbadian, you know. Who's your boy? The guy that plays for NPC, Dorridge. <laughs> oh, Dorridge. He's oh. going to find it very difficult. So he listened, and if you listen to the to what was said by the lead select, mm. he actually implied that he was not uh, considered mm. for this tour or whatever. So all I would say that Dowers have now to mm-hmm. make sure he play, try and get some right. money. Plenty cricket, their money is going to be stirring, mm-hmm. and for mm-hmm. their games and you know, fifty overs and see if he can get into the mm-hmm. IPL or England and play some county cricket because it don't look like he's going to make it. But he's still young. He's still young, Randall. I want to thank you, though, for coming because we got lots of calls. We got Dominic on the line. Just want to say to you, make it short and sweet. If you've got any questions for the guys, you know, um, you know, time is tight. So we're going to invite you to come in on the show. But let's, let, let's concentrate on, on our panel. Hello, welcome, Mason and Guest. Hello, welcome. Hello, you're listening to your radio. Hello, welcome. Good afternoon, Mason. Good afternoon. Good evening to you. And Dr. Ford. Yes. I'd like to congratulate Kyle yes. on his achievement. I was happy with him. I was unhappy the way he was getting out because oh I think every interval he, he would use his vacay in the early, first or on the second one. I think I don't know if it's a lack of concentration, mm-hmm. but what I like about him is his positive approach to the bowling mm-hmm. because, you know, when the other the other batsmen are there, they're just laboring, but when he comes, he yeah. changes up the other, um, make the batsman, make the captain of the team fit because if you go out a left and right and you don't rotate the strike, the ball has enough things to work you. But if you have the field change all the time, you give a problem to the bowler and the captain, the captain has to change around his field. And I, I, I like how, um, Mears and Cornwall. I'm very impressed with Cornwall. He, he, he can only get better. He can only get better. He can only get better. I give him more work. He can mm. do a lot more. And I think I agree with you. that he need to rotate their players. I don't mean that all players got to play the three games. You special, mm. get special players for special games. Just hold the other team more particularly the fast bowlers more particularly the fast bowlers and, and, and I think um, the lead 
Washington did, in fact, um, admit that that is going to be done in the future. Um, we, we, want, we want to thank you for coming through and talking to us. We're going to take one more call before we introduce Dominic Warren and Anthony Gray, uh, G-R-A-Y, and see a gray beard. What's going on with you, friend? <laughs> you're, you're no, not as young as you used to be before. Hello, welcome, Mason, again. Andrew. Yes, good evening. Good evening. I, I didn't mean to hear your guest. Hmm. I, I was a little bit disappointed in you that you didn't open the phone so that people could ask the selected questions because this question I would have had to ask him. Yes. How can he reconcile the two comments, one coming from the captain that contradict what the that contradict what coach, chief coach hmm. was saying? In other words, hmm. the captain was saying as far as uh, he was saying that the wickets was good, mm-hmm. was on bad. And the, and the chief selector said, not the chief selector, sorry, the chief court said mm-hmm. that the wickets wasn't a good. Oh. Um, that that the need the need to prepare wickets for West Indian fast bowlers. So one body is saying A and that boy is saying B. Mm-hmm. How can Roger Harper say mm-hmm. those comments? That's why we want to ask Roger Harper. Okay, All right, no problem. I want to thank you for coming through and talking to us. Um, we, we, can we sneak one more in before? Yes, we do. Um, hello, welcome. Good night, Mr. Mason. Yeah, but, 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 but what is that all about? Good night to you, sir. You sound as if you were in a hole. Where are no, you, I, sir? I, I'm sitting on my bed and, Ms., and Dr. Ford. And yeah. And West Indian players, sir. Yeah, good, good. No, raise, am, raise that voice, sir. Raise that voice. I am concerned, Mr. Mason. Yes. About Blackwood. Yes. He is getting out to me like an ordinary BCL player in Barbados. Mm. Two matches, 42 runs, highest of 18 average and 10.50. That's unacceptable. Mm. And one thing is, that position he is playing with his team, mm-hmm. what should be there, or, 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 or the, the, the other, the, the other fellow that we... Uh, Chase, Ross and Chase. Ross and Chase. Right. And I mean, as far as I see, he got speed like a concord. Speed like a concord. Like, the body, the but you know the concord is grounded. That's right. He's concord, no for me. <laughs> All right. Thanks for your contribution. Stay in your bed. Uh, um, it's a pleasure to welcome Dominique Warren and, of course, uh, Anthony Gray can continue to call us. Uh, hello, Dominique. How are you, my friend? All right. Good evening, Andrew. Good evening, everyone. Uh, um, no, very good. Thank you very much, Andrew. Yes. Okay. Now, how did it go for you in terms of um, the uh, the viewership, uh, in terms of uh, Sri Lanka? I know you've got big plans coming forward. You've got, of course, you know, the, the situation where the uh, South Africans are coming. You have Australia coming and you have Pakistan coming. How have things gone so far? There's a lot ahead. It's gone very well. I mean, firstly, I just want to say... Um, uh, well done to both Carl and Joshua. Um, uh, I know they've had uh, uh, probably a crazy few months um, in terms of bubbles and everything else. And I think the way they've embraced it with so so many of the rest of the team and the performances that they've put in um, and essentially uh, forming a new squad and, uh, and spirit, particularly in Bangladesh, has been brilliant. And uh, gentlemen, you're feeling proud of what you've helped achieve so far. And hopefully you've got very nice long West Indies careers uh, ahead of you. Uh, so well done on behalf of everybody. Um, to, come back to, your, to come back to your question, Andrew, um, 
Sri Lanka's gone incredibly well. And just, you know, uh, uh, as I was on a, a few weeks back after the Super 50 Cup, the CG Insurance Super 50 Cup, considering that we had, have not had any cricket in the Caribbean since the CPL. Um, and it, it's been a, an incredible um, achievement by everyone uh, from Cricket West Indies to territorial boards and governments to get the cricket on. Um, and that's not just the government here in Antigua and Barbuda, but all the other governments who have helped in terms of allowing players to come in and out, but also like testing, quick testing of uh, players getting test results back and forth between here and Trinidad, for example. So it's gone very, very well. You know, you'll have seen that um, we've had um, region-wide coverage radio pretty much in every country for the first time in a long time uh, we've had live cricket on on flow and highlights all over um terrestrial tv as well um and obviously we've got a huge amount of international broadcasters one of which we've announced today with india as well so uh, it's it's gone probably as well as can be expected and the way the team has performed it it's just a game that we can't get fans in we know the reason why but hopefully certainly over the course of the next 12 months, we will be in position to start seeing fans back in the stadium. So um, hopefully that will happen. Uh, but in the meantime, everything is, has gone very well, considering how difficult it is, um, I would imagine, for players to play internationals when, with no fans there. It's, it's gone very well indeed. All right. Um, just before we bring in Tony, I know that Dr. Ford has got a question or two for you. just want to go back to Kyle and to Josh in relation to the bowling that they had. Um, just to start with you, Latmal, how did you find him as a bowler? A very good, very skillful, experienced bowler. Um, quite lucky I didn't have to see him um, too much when he was fresh. So, mm -hmm. now nah, he's a very, very skillful, very good, has a lot of experience. Like I said, so, um, he definitely knows from playing all those test matches how to bowl in certain conditions. And he showed that very well. And the other bowlers quite weren't as good, but... They, they tried their best. The experience wasn't on their side, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, Lachman was definitely pick up their bowlers. How about Chimera? Josh, Chimera? Uh, good pace. Um, uh, yeah, good pace, and he he was quite accurate with his bounces. Um, so that's pretty much all you need on a flat wicket. Once you have pace, you have mm -hmm. a good bouncer. Mm -hmm. um, the skipper could call on you at any point in time to, to come and play that short ball rule. So I thought he did that quite well throughout the series. Mm. Kyle, Lachmal and Chimera, and the two spinners. How, how did you find them, Kyle? Uh, as John said, um, I thought Lachmal was pretty skillful. Um, obviously, from his test records and watching him play international cricket, you see that. Mm -hmm. Very smart bowler. Um, works very hard, too, because he tends to bowl long spells, which makes it more difficult for, for batsmen, you know? Sometimes you, you tell the best bowlers going to come on and you're going to try to see him out but he goes a long time makes it a little more difficult uh, Shamira as Josh said mm -hmm. could decent pace um, but uh, really impressed with his accuracy doesn't do much with the ball probably if conditions were different where it was greener wickets or whatever the case may be probably would be more harmful mm -hmm. and he as well he runs in every single delivery so I thought both of them were pretty fit bowling fit um, spinners not much going for them, so hard to judge. Um, thought they were fairly accurate, um, but to be honest, it was difficult for them. Uh, even 
when Obani Skipper was struggling to set the you know, because was nothing much wasn't really right, happening for right. them. So mm-hmm. hard to judge on that wicket. So and on all, um I think Sri Lanka's a decent state. I'll tell you this though. Um you remember there was a spinner that played in the T twenties and the ODIs? You remember that fellow that we couldn't we, 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 we couldn't handle with his with his googlies? Didn't play the test match. I'm I saying to you, I, I'm yeah, saying to you that in my view, that the biggest mistake that was made in the series was that Sri Lanka did not play him. He had to play. Given the, the trouble... He was injured. He, he was? Was that announced? Yeah, he was injured. Um, we thought so. Um, thought Are you he sure? Was, he pulled his hamstring in last ODA. I think he hurt his hamstring in last ODA. Okay, yeah, he did. Okay, he well, 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 he was in the test court. Okay, 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 because I'll tell yeah, you this. He was injured. Because I'll tell you this, he, he certainly would have given a lot of trouble um, 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 to a specialist. Tony, we heard in the background um, your assessment of the, of the series. Well, first of all, guys, uh, well done. I thought, um, you know, early on in the express, uh, in British and not against Sri Lanka in the Caribbean, they all did fantastically well. Um, not intimidated by big name players or big countries they all came up against in um, obviously in Bangladesh and now against Sri Lanka. I thought um, he was very disappointed with the conditions, Andrew. Ooh. I thought the players have the right attitude. The environment is, is excellent, and uh, Coach Philip Simmons and the management staff must be complimented for the excellent job they're doing. But I thought the pitch conditions was not home advantage at all. I was very disappointed with it. I'm very impressed with the batting generally. Of course, some players have had uh, there are issues with uh, technical uh, deficiencies, but um, generally, if you have uh, a test series with uh, five West Indian batsmen averaging 50 or more, mm-hmm. you have to say that uh, mm-hmm. the batting has improved immensely, mm-hmm. and that is since uh, 2012. So I think that overall, I would be slightly disappointed with not a test match, but know that, that the attitudes are there and the players have worked um, very hard um, during the course of the two test match series. Mm-hmm. Or right, interesting. Um, let's come back to you, Dominique. Um, is it is it easier now to sell West Indies cricket that the guys are settling down? You you had victories uh, in Bangladesh. You 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 certainly did very well in Sri Lanka. Um, the Sri Lanka series in the ODIs and in the T20s and well the two test matches, no win. Is it easier to go out there and get Betway and uh, Blue Waters and all these people to come on board, Dominique? <laughs> um, I'd love to say yes, but the answer is probably no, actually. Um, <laughs> no. Because it just doesn't really work. It doesn't, it doesn't really work like that with the sponsors because they're looking after such a long period of time and what, what to do with their investment. Certainly, I think certainly within the Caribbean, there is a recognition that, um, you know, the important performances are improving um, you know, it's good to see also a new generation of players coming through and performing as well. Um, and, and that, it does help the conversation. So, you know, let, let me say that straight away. I think in terms of the, in terms of the longer term um, and in terms of international and regional sponsors, it, their primary piece is obviously to connect with fans, uh, try and improve their, uh, their marketing or their sales as a result of working with us or indeed other teams or or, or sponsored properties they might have either within the region or elsewhere. So it, it's, uh, it does help the conversation, but it doesn't necessarily 
um, uh, mean that a, a pen is going to go onto the dotted line. Um, but again, this is about building up over a long period of time, and sport sport is always cyclical anyway. So um, only one team can win when it's uh, when it's head to head. So what we do do is use um, the the performances and the attitude um, and the interest that it is getting um, because as we have heard it say many times the West Indies from an international perspective are the world's second favorite team so wherever you go in the world everyone follows the West Indies um, if they're their first team so everyone wants to see us do well probably apart from when we're actually facing the pitch but they want to see us doing well in general and that helps so whether we're speaking to sponsors here within the region or whether we're speaking to sponsors in the US the UK uh, India beyond um, it, it, it's just great to have the message and actually one of the key things is on and off the pitch is to ha have that sense of togetherness as well and you can certainly see that with all the squads and the coaching staff um, at the moment also what's happening in the uh, on the women's side as well with Courtney coming in as head coach and the plan going on there and going down to things like the under-19s levels as well with the ICC under-19s World Cup coming up next year. So there's a lot to look forward to. And I think um, with anything on sponsorship from a marketing side, you're, you're looking forward rather than back. And that's what we're looking to do. Mm. Uh, just before Doc comes in quickly, Dominic, what's, what's next? I mean, when do these fellows play again? Are we going to have a regional tournament at the end of the month? Carl and Joshua might know more than me at the moment, to be honest, because it changes every day. So um, uh, it, it's it's very, very difficult. And, and I think everyone recognises that around the region in mm. terms of the travel and the logistics and the fact that, unfortunately, you've got the players being stuck in quarantine. It's great they've played cricket, but at the same time, it means uh, players are often having 14 days quarantine, often 28 days quarantine in terms of front end and back. So that creates a lot of, um, a lot of considerations, a lot of cost and more. Actually, it's a lot to do with things like mental health and just well-being. It's not great being cooped up for a long period of time, um, whoever you are, as we all know from the last year or so. So on the West Indies Championship, we're looking at all of the options. Um, we want to make sure that there's cricket going on and proceeding because there's a lot of cricket coming up in terms of internationals looking ahead to the World Cup and a very, very busy 2022. Mm -hmm. But also to help develop the next generation coming through for uh, men's and women's side and boys and girls as well. Um, on the international side, um, I think Roger was saying earlier, we're, we're hoping to reschedule South Africa from last year um, into this year for um, T20s and tests. The T20 is vital for the World Cup build-up. Um, and then as per the ICC Future Tours programme, we've got uh, Australia uh, and Pakistan we are on the schedule anyway for 2021 in July and August. So mm -hmm. everything we're working now is trying to secure those mm -hmm. dates from the side as well as on the women's side looking at training camps building up to international series to schedule plus world cup qualifiers and then we've got the under 19s in terms of preparing them for the world cup and that's before we get to the domestic uh, competitions as well so everything's been compressed into a much smaller period of time and a lot of things are being organized in a much narrower window um so hopefully we can get more cricket going um and we'll just have to wait and see, as it just was before the insurance Super 50 and before the Sri Lanka. Um, you know, you guys will know just being in the media every day, there was different developments, um, some positive, some negative. So mm. we're, we're hoping that 
we can start to get more cricket going. But there will be some bumps in the road just as, uh, as we have some difficulties. But ultimately, hopefully more cricket from now on. Mm. Doc? Uh, Dominique, are, they, are you actively in negotiations uh, for as far as marketing or broadcast rights are concerned with any other international or regional organizations? Uh, the first part and the second part, do you envisage that over the, the next two years you can get enough of these deals together to finance the programs of West Indies cricket without there being a deficit? Um, so, uh, first, first question you've seen today, we've announced our largest broadcast deal um, with FanCode in India. So, um, that's, as you've seen, that's up until 2024, so four years uh, covering international regional cricket. So, um, we've announced the, quite a number of other deals already, so I believe we're up to eight major broadcast territories now. Um, we've still got uh, two more to do in terms of uh, the Australian region and also Middle East and North Africa. Um, and we're working on those, obviously, with the Australian teams coming up. Um, that's our primary focus, and we'd, we'd, we'd aim to have those, ideally, within the next couple of months. So we've got two, two months to wrap things up, and our plan all the, the way through is to make sure that we can get the, the best value for, for Cricket West Indies and make sure we get long-term deals where we can uh, and, in, and ensure that... Um, we get revenues which either meet or exceed our expectations. And I think as our president and our CEO said in various interviews over the last couple of weeks, as indeed I have, I mean, we're, we're at the higher end of our expectations, which makes the makes it, uh, firstly, Cricket West Indies more sustainable and increases the opportunity to invest more into cricket at every level. Um, can you remind, my, remind me of the second question, Dr. Ford? will um, be able to cover the operating expenses and programs for the for the board? Yeah, I think we, we've got a, a, a long-term strategic plan anyway. Our, our, whilst um, broadcast deals it for every sports organisation, whether you're an NBA team or uh, an international football team or a Formula One team, um, those always make up the significant majority of revenue. Our aim is to to reduce our dependence on that broadcast revenue by uh, building more sponsorships and, and more long-term partnerships, of which uh, up until th three or four years ago, we didn't really have much at all. And, uh, you know, we're building a, a very exciting and, um, a, and very positive set of relationships with the likes of, uh, you know, Sandals, as you know, CG Insurance, Betway, um, Blue Waters, uh, and more on the technical cricket side and, and the major marketing and, uh, and partnership side. We've also, what, what has happened as a result of the broadcast partnerships, previously we had a very long-term um, global rights, which at the time when it was signed back in 2011-2012 made complete sense for it. But actually, as the broadcast landscape has changed with cable and mobile devices and everyone watching on the internet plus social media the broadcast landscape has changed you know so hugely compared to where it was eight years ago 
So what we have with our broadcast deals now has opened up a huge number of other rights that we keep that we can therefore now mobilize and uh, essentially generate revenues against. So we have a, we'll have a forthcoming announcement on, uh, in a new area, which we've never had before in the next 10 days or so, probably sooner. Uh, we've got rights such as um, virtual reality um, or the metaverse, something I sort of get, but still I'm finding out about, which is gonna be the next big step in broadcasting in terms of audio visual. Um, plus a lot more what we can do in terms of the social and digital side, which is obviously one of the big growth areas. So there's a lot we can do in, in terms of merchandising and licensing, there's much more we can do. So if I just do rough percentages, broadcast, broadcast revenue has always been in the region of sort of 70 to 75% for us. So we want to reduce that dependence down to about at least 70 to 65%, possibly more which means we'll have increased revenue from other streams, which makes us more sustainable. Uh, and ultimately, the more revenue we can get, whether it's from ticketing, shirts, sponsors, uh, or TV, the more we can invest into the fan experience uh, at grounds, which keeps pe people coming back, and invest more into the player side, so the long-term cricket product is exciting as well. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, we just got a, a long answer to a simple question. All right. Okay, good. Well, we just got another 15 minutes left of the show, so... Josh, we're going to hold you for another 15 along with Kyle. I know you want to uh, go to bed at that wonderful hotel there, K-Pok, just around the Savannah. And, of course, uh, Kyle Mears is at uh, Golden Sands. They tell me they produce the best pudding in the house. I don't think you'll be there on Saturday. By then, you'll have gone home to, to your two lovely children. But that's what I've been told. Um, so we got another 15 minutes left on the show. We promised that we're going to talk pitches, of course. Let's find Richard Prof. Edwards. Uh, who uh, joined us on the line. Hello, Richard, how are you? I'm fine, Andrew. I'm good. Good. Okay. You, you had a chance to see the West Indies up against Sri Lanka. Uh, first of all, are you happy, uh, basically, what you saw from the West Indies side? Well, I suppose you could say that it was, uh, they had their, their moments when they looked pretty good, and then there were other moments when they really weren't uh, as, as good as they should be, I suppose. You know, we, we were able to, to come out with a, uh, a draw, which under these circumstances was not unexpected. But, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was honestly, it was not great cricket to watch or, or to listen to because it was a, a sort of, um, you know, tactic wearing down each side because of the nature of the pitches due to the fact that you played so many cricket uh, matches on the, on the, in one area. Right, right. And you were surprised that the pitches were so good for batting, Prof, in Antigua? Well, the thing is that you've got, you got some ODIs, and then you've got the test pitches, mm -hmm. all in, in, on, on seven pitches. And you've got to cover the square. You've got to have the square covered. The grass disappears uh, in, uh, after a couple of weeks, and you're left with, with um, just, you know, cut grass or rolled into the top. Not a lot happening. And you've got to just keep accuracy bowling. I mean, the, I thought the Sri Lankans bowled particularly well. Lakmal, uh, Fernando, and Shimera mm -hmm. bowled well. They bowled. Lakmal swung the ball all day long. Um, Fernando as well. Shimera came back bowling with pace. I thought they bowled particularly well. Mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> under conditions which were helpful to bowlers, they would be a handful to. to, to Face, I would say. Mm. What advice do you have for Shannon Gabriel 
in the two matches, 48 overs and two balls, nine maidens, 146 runs, and only picked up one wicket. What would you well, say to him, Richard? Well, all, all I was hearing in the, during the first test match and then a good portion in the second match was that he hadn't played any, any matches cricket for. So if that's the case, don't pick him. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> play him and say that he, he scored a match play and, and that's why he's not bowling as well. If that's the case, don't pick him. Mm, that's interesting. <clears throat> so so you, would not, you would not have picked Gabriel then? Well, I guess they, were, they didn't know how short he really was, but he was, certainly was the oldest sort in the first test match. Mm-hmm. Second test match, he came back. He looked a little better each time. He looked bold with a little better, but not consistently so. His, his, his line wasn't that great. And, I mean, he had a couple of drop catches, which didn't help him as well. So it was it was not, but he, he was below far for sure. What about Alzari Joseph, uh, Richard? Profer was a former West Indies fast bowler. In the two matches, uh, he bowled 64 overs. Uh, 10 million, 212 runs, and he picked up four wickets. Joseph. Yeah, well, I, it's disappointing. He is, doesn't seem to have, to have gone on from, from the time he started and, until now. He is no, there's no seem to be a great improvement. He seems to be bowling for a wide of the, the crease to, uh, or, or to right-handers angling in. Mm-hmm. He should get as close as, as possible. And uh, he's, he's not accurate. He's not been able to... to, to to develop as much as you would have expected by now. Mm-hmm. He doesn't sing the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> have you lost, Prof? No, no, okay. I, no. I'm just saying he doesn't. Mm-hmm. And he does. He doesn't. He's not really thing of the ball. He runs in. He's a, he's athletic. He looks athletic. He looks like he could. He bowls pretty fast and so on. But he's not. Um, he's not doing very much with the ball. He's, and uh, he's consistently bowling the ball in one area all the while, and there's a lot of things coming basically straight up and down. <laughs> straight up and down. Just before you go, um, Richard Prof. Edwards, how about Kemal Roach in the two matches, 73 overs, 12 maidens, um, in terms of wickets, he picked up nine? Yeah, he was the, he was the best bowler in the West Indies side. Mm-hmm. He is now what has happened now recently because of, he seems to bowl into a lot of opening batsmen or left-handers. He comes around the wicket, right. he bowls at them, and because of that, so he gets the ball, he angles in the ball, and then it cuts away because he opens up his, his action at the point of delivery when he's bowling around. Mm-hmm. And so his, his, his chest wide open, and, and so the ball hits and cuts away. What, is that, what that has done is almost stopped him from bowling the upswinger, which he used to be able to bowl, to right-handers. And it has diminished his pace as well because he does not have then the rotation of the hips and... Uh, at the point of delivery, which will give him that extra pace as he bowled through. Mm-hmm. I thought also that, uh, but he was the best bowler, and I th- I thought that uh, Kyle Mears could have, uh, could have he could have uh, developed and perhaps be used a lot more. I agree with that. In fact, are we going to come to Kyle on this? Um, you know, I've always said to you, Kyle, I think you're very good, um, strong. You, you do a bit with the ball. In fact, when we look at his figures, Richard, uh, in the two matches, 28 overs, 13 maidens, four wickets. 45 runs. Not bad at well, all. Yeah, he did well. I think he was a surprise package to the Sri Lankans. They didn't expect that he would get the ball to swing around. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and by the time they realized it was too late, he had wicket. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm saying that as he goes on and he develops his bowling, he won't trick batsmen as early as that again. <laughs> and he will have to consistently bowl well. And I think he, but he can. I mean, he has the natural ability to bowl. He's got to lose 25 pounds, though. He's too young. 
to have all that rail ready uh, carrying along on him. Kyle Mary, well, Profi's with us. Uh, Kyle? I know, but listen, I am not, I, he's, a, he's a big, strong guy. Yes. But he's got he to drop about 20 pounds at least to be able to, to maintain. He'll bowl faster, mm. and uh, he, he will, um, before he'll be jamming all around him inside, and uh, he wouldn't be looking to get four overs out of him or five overs there. A, a fellow that you could throw the ball to, who you're looking to get get wicket up in a in a spell of eight overs or so. Mm. Kyle, hello. I don't agree, I don't agree with the twenty pounds. Tender. <laughs> um, uh, probably could lose a little more weight, as John said. International cricket, obviously, we get it fitter. We working with the trainer. We are doing stuff. Mm. Um, I'm a pretty big guy, so losing twenty pounds right now. I, to 20, probably to 15 best. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really agree with the talk about trying to bowl faster. I'm a batsman first, then a bowler. Mm-hmm. Um, we had bowlers in international cricket that bowl the same speed and were successful. Philan and those guys don't bowl fast. I just think to be active, get the ball to do stuff is good enough. Um, yes, I would like to bowl more. Obviously, with the make the side with five bowlers, I'll say with myself. To make it difficult for the captain and give me more opportunity, obviously buying that four as well. Um, bowling overs, nothing new to me. Um, as you guys know, I was a bowling or runner previously, representing the Rainbow Islands. We used to bowl the whole day, so many overs in a day and stuff. So, bowling fit is nothing to do with normal fitness. Um, as you will know, Lakma is a pretty old guy, he mm-hmm. bowls all day, he he, mm-hmm. yeah. So, bowling fit. General fitness is two different is two different fitness. So, um, but as I said, any opportunity they get to bowl, I would try to cherish because they have the ability to get the ball moving around. They have the ability to get wickets. If you check my first class record, it's not too bad. Just averaging 20 or so, mm-hmm. not too bad at all. Um, 30 games, I think, seventy wickets. Not bad at all. Not bad. Not bad. Um, for, for just before you go, we. We've got just another six minutes left on the show. Um, what about the batting, Richard Prof Edwards? Um, we, we, we saw um, uh, people like Blackwood not getting runs, you know, and Campbell. Yeah, Campbell obviously tried to contain himself a bit. I think that, but he's pushing at the ball, still wants to feel back on the ball, and he's getting out early. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a worry. We definitely need an opening batsman to go with Craig Braffitt. And I believe that we must find a place for, for Shea Hope and, and, uh, and Bravo. Mm-hmm. And then perhaps Puran in the side. As, as you got Kyle there on him, I really wasn't trying to make, um, make criticism of him about losing weight. But the mere fact that he'll, he'll be bowling, and, and, and if he goes on a special way, a special eating program, he won't be dieting and such, but he'll eat in the proper way. He will actually lose weight and, uh, and be strong and fit and, and but to get back to the batting, we need, we need to, to change up. Blackwood has been disappointing. He looks like the only way he came back is if he looks to attack. Ooh. Campbell is, is uh, uh, trying to contain himself, but still being so, uh, caught out by the opening player bowlers on the offset, pushing pushing at the ball. So we, something got to be done with the batting as well. Mm-hmm. Well, Richard, I want to thank you for coming through and talking to us. We hope to speak to you again pretty soon. Okay, thank you very much. All right, so there you have it, Richard Prophet, with a wonderful performance uh, there from him as usual. Uh, technically, uh, of course, I mean, the Richard Prophet was uh, doing some work for VOB 
you know, in, in, in the past. Tremendous, tremendous commentary. Uh, Dr. Ford, we got five minutes left of the show. Is it going to be Dominic, Kyle, or Josh De Silva? Because well, well I'd, like to, I'd like to hear some more from Tony Gray. I know he has well, he's gone. Uh, a lot. So he, he's the, gone. The, the problem is that Tony's um, Wi-Fi is not very good. He's wrong oh, with Savannah. Okay. He needs to improve his Wi-Fi. Maybe he needs to talk to Dominic Warren. But I mean, so, so Tony came on every every minute he just dropped. You know, um, just before you go though, um, Josh, um, what's life like in the in the bubble? Um, this one might yes. be a little bit easier. We get some time out uh, out in the mm-hmm. out in the terrace there, and there's a, a we're allowed to go into as well. Mm-hmm. So um, just yeah, it's a bit easier being in my fourth fourth or fifth bubble. I can't even remember this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just been. It's been challenging still, but a little bit easier this time. So, um, just counting only days by the seconds. So yes, I can imagine. I yeah. Finishes soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle, how's how's life in the bubble, Kyle? Um, I guess again a custom to it, but it's <laughs> more difficult than it was before. Obviously, mm-hmm. traveling mm-hmm. almost four months away from home and so close to home, but yeah, not at home. So this this couple of days, these couple of days, very very difficult for me. Mm. And I know you're wearing a very heavy chain. This is why maybe Prof says you knew, you, you need to lose a, some weight. I, have a look, Ronnie Clark, at his, at his chain there. Where did you buy that chain, <laughs> Kyle Mary, <laughs> in Bangladesh after making uh, it a country? Um, no, I had it before test cricket. Um, <laughs> it was actually a present I bought for myself after CPL. Okay. Um, yeah, and I bought it from Spike Stone where I grew up playing cricket. Oh, wonderful, <laughs> Alexandra. Of course, Jeff Brooms was very happy. Um, gentlemen, it's it's really been a pleasure um, speaking to you. Um, the final word to Dominic Warren, uh, Doctor Ford, always grilling Dominic Warren about about um, um, this debt that cricket West Indies have got. And uh, <laughs> Doctor Ford, uh, you got Mister Warren for yourself. Any? Uh, what's what's the biggest uh, deficiency that you've seen in in the marketing of Cricket West Indies thus far that you'd like to improve on? Good question. Um, uh, our, our primary weakness, which is being driven by the financial side, has been um, it's been twofold around the international fixtures, which is not having uh, fixtures agreed uh, and venues agreed in sufficient time for us market them well to get as many fans into the stadium as we can and secondly linked to that having the funds available to put proper uh, campaigns together using players media um, media houses to actually get fans into the stadium and I think that's that's a consequence of constantly I think as the president referred to in a couple of interviews always chasing money to pay off rather than actually having a settled budget to do so and I think as we come out of this period now, we will have, uh, you know, a, a much better position, a much more settled position. It will still be tough because we've still got to manage finances, manage costs and manage our expenditure well. Uh, but given that, hopefully with the excitement around the players, the build up to three consecutive World Cups, um, you know, the, 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 the strong partnership we have with our sponsors, and I think particularly as well now that we've got our social media and our digital platforms working way better than they were two or three years ago, 
that's the opportunity to do more. So it's it's up to us now, um, and hopefully, if you know, if and when fans can come back into the stadium, that that's going to be a key test for us. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to thank you very much, Dominic. Yeah, uh, come in. We, 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 we got to go, Doctor Ford. Uh, what we'll do, Doctor, we can have a part because I know you love to talk to Dominic Warren. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Uh, of course, we'll be having him on the show. We want to thank Mears as well with his big chain that he bought in Spikestone and his big beard as well. We want to thank Josh De Silva. Want to see his mum and daddy's at that wonderful hotel there uh, in uh, Trinidad and Tobago, the K-pop hotel just around the, the Savannah. And we just want to advise Tony Gray to improve his Wi-Fi. I'm Andrew. He's hoping for a bye tomorrow. Good night.